There were two more murders 15 miles away. The arrived, they found the telephone we have and electricity line. Weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Murder. On August 7th, 1996, Rachel Timmerman did the incredibly brave thing of reporting her rape and turning in her attacker. She did what so many women are terrified to do. Unfortunately, her story and how it ends is one of the reasons 91.6% of rapes go unreported. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Rachel Timmerman had been invited to a card game on the night before she reported her rape. One of her classmates, Mikey Gabrion, picked Rachel up for the game. In the car with them was Mikey's uncle, Marvin. On the way to the game, Marvin forced the other boys in the car to leave and drove off with Rachel before raping her. A little over a year later, two days before Gabrion's trial on the charges of rape, Rachel Timmerman left the house with her 11-month-old daughter and was never seen again. She told her family she was going on a date with a man she met at work. But her father, soon after, received a letter stating that she was leaving town to elope. The prosecutor and judge presiding over her case also received letters claiming that she fabricated the rape allegations and that she wanted to drop the charges against Marva and Gabrion. All of these letters were written in Rachel's handwriting and her disappearance was not investigated. On June 5, 1997, two fishermen found Rachel's body chained to cinder blocks. Her face had been wrapped with copious amounts of duct tape, and the coroner stated that she had been alive when she was thrown into the lake. Almost immediately, Marvin became the prime suspect, though his whereabouts were unknown, and there was no sign of Shannon, Rachel's daughter. A search warrant of his house was executed, and police found keys that matched the padlock used to chain Rachel's body, as well as similar concrete blocks. Mikey Gabrion then led police to a campsite his uncle used, and they found bolt cutters, a tent, chains, duct tape, a woman's hair clip, and nipples for a baby bottle. When Marvin's neighbors were interviewed, they mentioned that Marvin had a handyman named John Weeks, who also seemed to be missing. After further investigation, police came to believe that John was the mystery man that Rachel and Shannon had left to go see, and that the date had been arranged at the behest of Marvin. They searched for Marvin Gabrion for two months before receiving a tip that he was set to receive a social security check from a post office in New York. FBI agents were waiting at the post office when he arrived. Once caught, police found out that Rachel, Shannon, and John were not the only people to have disappeared in connections with Marvin. The house he was living in at the time of Rachel's murder was owned by a man named Robert Allen. Robert was a mentally disabled transient and had been receiving social security checks when he went missing in 1995. This was a check that Marvin had been picking up when the FBI captured him. He was convicted of social security fraud in July of 1998 while he was being investigated on his larger crimes. Wayne Davis, the friend who was present the night that Rachel was raped, disappeared in February of 1997. He was set to testify against Marvin in the upcoming trial before Rachel went missing. His body was found in 2002 in a body of water in the same national park Rachel was found in. In 2002, Marva Gabrion was tried for the murder of Rachel Timmerman. 
During the trial, Marvin punched his defense attorney in the face in full view of the jury because the judge would not let him fire his counsel to defend himself. He committed another 40 major infractions while in jail and would call the judge and lawyers Satanic and Hitler. This case and its final sentencing is a piece of history. It was the first time someone was given the death penalty in a non-death penalty state. Because the crime took place on federal land, Marvin was given the death sentence in Michigan despite its abolishment of the death penalty. Shannon Timmerman, who was 11 months old when she disappeared, has never been found. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on August 8th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy-to-listen-to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.